0: Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Retire Ready 2 podcast. I'm your host, Renee Collins, CPA, financial planner, and the founder of Retire Ready, a firm that is dedicated to helping Generation X save more, invest smart, and build wealth. Today, I am going to be talking about what Generation Xers can learn from the FIRE movement. Now, if you're not familiar with the FIRE movement, FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. The first time I heard it, I was attending a conference for money nerds called FinCon. I watched this documentary called Playing With FIRE, and it showcased a young family's 12-month journey towards obtaining financial independence by practicing frugality and maximizing every dollar. In their words, they said that they were rejecting the standard narrative of adult life, which is go to college, take out a ton of student loans, buy a couple of cars, get a mortgage, buy a bunch of crap you don't need, and then spend the next 40 years paying for it all. And if you're lucky, you might be able to retire at 65 and not have to live on beans. Well, I say good for them. Good for them for seeing that there is a different road and then charting their own path to financial independence. For many of us Generation Xers, going to college, that was our American dream. It was the dream that we chose because that's what we were told. I know it's the dream that I embraced And not only that, but the employment landscape, it was changing. Gone were the days of graduating from high school and then getting the good government job. My parents graduated from high school and they were both able to secure jobs in the government sector. By the time I graduated, employers, they wanted you to have a college degree. It became a weeding out mechanism. So we didn't know what else to do except go to college. So many of us, we bought into that dream because we wanted a better life. We, we wanted to have a better life than our parents had. And we were told that going to college, working hard, getting a good education, getting the good corporate job, that was the way to acquire it. And then oftentimes when, when we have to make a decision and we're not quite sure what to do, we look around us for clues. We talk to friends. We talk to families. And then we look to society to see what is everybody else doing. And then we use their actions as a guide for our own. And so when we see everyone around us going to college, we assume that we should be doing the same. All of my friends, they either went to the college or they went to the military. And I actually ended up doing both. So I blazed that path. I got the corporate job. I was finally working in downtown Chicago. And I honestly thought at that time that it was everything that I wanted. In my young mind, I had arrived. But in all honesty, I wasn't happy. I was a single mom working in the tax industry at the largest CPA firm in the world. I thought my dream had become my reality until I realized it had not. I was working ten, 12 hour days during tax season, six days a week in a six-by-six six cubicle playing politics. That was not my ideal lifestyle. And even when we were not busy, we were told to still come in and work on Saturdays because it would make a good impression on management. They actually had a title for it. It was called FaceTime. It was that the idea that management and partners would see your face and then assume you were working late because you were churning out all those billable hours for their clients. Well, this didn't feel right. It just didn't fit well with my spirit. And I felt like there just had to be more to life than this. And unfortunately, it wouldn't be until years later that I realized that I just did not belong in corporate America. I was grinding to climb this ladder of success. And then I woke up one day and just realized that my ladder, it had been leaning against the wrong wall. If you look at the tenets of the fire movement and you start to pull back, layers. What you will find at its core is happiness. Now some will say that the fire movement is considered this radical subculture that saves 50 to 70 percent of their income. They embrace extreme frugality by clipping coupons and separating two-ply toilet paper and making your own soap and toothpaste basically so that you can squeeze every penny out of a dollar. To gain financial independence as quickly as possible. And I think that may have been true. When the movement initially hit the scene. In 1992 I believe is what it was. But if you fast forward. Years later. Modern day fire proponents. They're creating their own rules. Around this movement. And they're not as extreme. But. It's still allowing them to arrive at a similar destination. And I believe that what this movement has done is really caused people to pause and to think about what is really important to them. Especially today, as many contemplate whether or not they should go back in the office or if they should be a part of a different movement. How about the Great Resignation? This movement, the FIRE movement, this is about living your life on your own terms. Having the ability to spend time with your family, raising your children. And if you choose to work, You're doing work that you enjoy, work that aligns with your values, work that excites you and makes you want to get out of bed in the morning, the ability to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it and with whom you want to do it with. Now, to me, that's living. That is freedom. That is fire. The FIRE Movement is based on a book, Your Money or Your Life, written in 1992 by Vicki Robbins and Joe Dominguez. I've included a link to the book in the show notes on the website Retire Ready. The book takes a holistic perspective around money. So it's not just about creating budgets and spreadsheets, but really transforming your relationship around money and changing the way you think about money? Because many of us we're thinking about money from a consumer standpoint. We earn it, we get it, we spend it, and we repeat the cycle. We earn it, we get it, we spend it, repeat the cycle. But, what if you think about money and spending in terms of what it is that you're giving up? Because money is what we exchange our life energy for. And our life energy is our time. When I read this in the book, I felt like this was really powerful because our time on this earth is finite. Every purchase that you make, it means that you're giving up your time in order to acquire that item. So if you purchase a phone, an iPhone... For $1,000. And you earn $25 an hour. That means that you're basically giving up 40 hours of your life for a phone. And I always say that there's nothing wrong with having nice things. But this is what I've learned in practice. Is that a lot of people, they don't like their jobs. They work long hours Doing work that they hate or work that does not inspire them. And the idea of working, doing work that you hate for 40 years, that's a long time. And people, what they really want is they want to have control over their lives. When I ask my clients what it is that they want from their money, rarely will they say things. What I hear, I want a peace of mind. I want my time back. Time is our greatest asset. But instead of fighting for our time, we self-medicate by purchasing stuff we don't need because it feels good. It provides us with a bit of an escape, even if that escape is only for a moment. In the book, The author states, while we know that money cannot buy us happiness and the best things in life are free, our behavior, well, that tells a different story. We try to satisfy psychological and spiritual needs with consumption at a physical level. And it's not necessarily wrong. It's just what we do. So this book and the FIRE movement, It's about changing the way you think and feel about money. How would your life change if you thought about money from the standpoint of buying back your freedom, buying back your time? If you thought of your money in terms of providing you with freedom from a job you hated, freedom from shackles of debt, what would you do differently? Would you spend less? Would you save more? Would you invest? You have more control over your life than you realize. You don't have to wait until the traditional age of 65 to retire. The government set this stage in 1935 with the creation of the Social Security System. And you don't have to do what everyone else around you is doing. If you are not happy with your current situation, make a decision. Make a decision to change. You don't have to spend every dollar you make. Save your money. Invest your money. Take back your life and fight for your time. Let me tell you a little bit more about financial independence and the mechanics of the FIRE movement. So the goal is to save 25 to 30 times your annual expenses. So if you average $3,000 a month for your housing, utilities, and just basic monthly expenses, that's $36,000 a year. Multiply that by 30, and you will need to build a nest egg of a little bit over a million dollars. On average... It takes about 10 years for those who are saving 50% of their income to hit this financial independence number. And then once you hit your number, then you live off small withdrawals of about 3 to 4% of your portfolio. So you can see that this is a fairly frugal lifestyle because 3 to 4% of a million is about Thirty to $40,000 a year, and that doesn't include the tax hit. So the FIRE movement, it may not be appealing to everyone. It has variations to the movement. What I just described is basically lean FIRE, but then there's also the extreme, which is FAT FIRE, and a bunch of other variations in between. But the idea is to define what financial independence means to you. You may enjoy your job and have no desire to retire early, but there are definitely enough people out there in the world who, if given the choice, would be doing something else. So I'm going to leave you with eight financial takeaways. Even if you are in your 40s and 50s, you can still implement these in your life so that you can achieve your definition of financial independence. So the first one, you don't need a large income to make these numbers work, but you must be willing to live off less money than you make. So on average, the supporters of the FIRE movement, they save about 50% of their income and then they invest the rest in a low cost stock index or bond fund. And if you have two incomes in your family, consider living off one salary and then save and invest the other salary. Two, have a plan for your life and have a plan for your money. If you've never created a financial plan, spend some time thinking about your future and then paint a picture of what you want that to look like. Three, Create a spending plan that prioritizes what is most important to you. Determine your values. Is it family time? Are there hobbies that you're passionate about? Do you want to travel more? And then align your values with your spending. And then cut the rest of the crap out. If it doesn't matter to you, don't spend your money on it. Four Dispel the notion that more stuff is going to make you happy. Economists, they want us to believe that more stuff is going to make us happy because it drives the economy. Retailers want us to believe that this is true because it fattens their bottom line, which is why they spend billions and billions of dollars on commercials to get into our psyche and convince us that this is true. But at the end of the day, More stuff is not going to make you happy. Five, save a minimum of six months expenses in a savings account or a money market account. So when the unexpected happens, and it will happen, you do not have to resort to credit cards. And that takes us right on into six. And that is to avoid high interest rate debt. Debt is debilitating and it stops you. Dead in your tracks when it comes to building wealth. When you have debt, you no longer work for yourself. You're working for the creditors and anyone else that has their hand in your back pocket. Seven. Contribute the maximum amount allowed into your retirement accounts. And if possible, stack an IRA on top of it and maximize that as well. Eight. Create passive income, whether you are investing in real estate or you have dividend earning stocks or you have a business. Find sources of income that don't require trading dollars for time. This FIRE movement, this is about shaping your life around what makes you happy rather than shaping a life around what your paycheck will buy. It is freedom from money worries and working for income. So rather than working jobs that don't inspire you, make your happiness a priority. Your health, your family, your friends, make those a priority and then choose freedom. Because that's what this movement is all about. It's about getting back our most precious resource which is time. And when we have time, we have control over our lives and that makes us happy. And that's what we all really want, right? We want to have that peace of mind. We want to be financially secure and we want to be happy doing what we love, whatever that is. Mm. So thank you for listening to the Retire Ready 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend. Until next time, take care and go be great today.